0: Arizona Sports. Burns and Gambo talk with a decision maker from the Coyotes front office. Brought to you by Midwestern University Clinics in Glendale. Faculty and graduate student-led comprehensive health care. Visit MWUClinics.com to schedule an appointment.
1: It was an incredible streak, it really was. Wins and overtime losses, nine games in a row, and I thought it was going to be ten! They had that lead, it was 2-1 and 3-1, and all of a sudden Calgary, it was like Laddie McDonald was still playing, and the Flames just kept pouring it on, and joining us right now is the general manager of your Arizona Coyotes, Has done an outstanding job building this roster and assets, and that is Bill Armstrong. Bill, how are you today?
2: I'm doing great, absolutely great uh, it's uh, working a trade deadline uh, now and uh, it's 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 uh, it's kind of a fun part of the uh, the job a little bit. you get the wheel and deal and uh, everybody's a little more receptive to uh,
1: you <laughs> of course. Well, you've got obviously you've got some you've got some players that could be moved. I mean, you've got good players. I've talked about Bukestad and Gostas Bear and of course, Chickren. So there you've got talent. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to be in a position you're in where you have talented players that other teams want to add to their roster for the playoff push.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's um, you know you know all our guys, all our players have done a great job this year. It's been uh, everybody's battled and uh, they've really become a team. Uh, obviously, it's 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 uh, sucks when you're a player in this position. Uh, try to be upfront and as honest as we can with them uh, and where the uh, the club's at and uh, and where we're moving to and uh, and you know uh, and what ha- normally happens at this time of the year uh, with trades uh, regarding our team.
1: Yeah, last night was uh, that was an interesting game, and I, I really did. I thought you guys got off to uh, you guys were getting outshot, but you somehow you had the lead by two yeah. goals. Uh, and I said yesterday before you know as we were talking about the game before it happened, I'm like, hey, Lanny McDonald's not walking through that door. But that's <laughs> it. no, that, they've done a really good job with their team, especially coming off of you know the the you know yeah. the big Kachuk trade and everything. But you look at what they, man, they've got some talented, talented young players. Some yeah. of those young players, yeah. Pelletier and. Door. those guys came through yesterday big time for them those young players those rookies played extremely well for them
2: yeah they did they're, they're a big heavy fast team play a hard nose uh kind of hockey so it, it certainly was uh one of those ones where um just a battle just a battle and, and, and you got to get greasy against the flames if you want to have any success you know so it was uh it, it was just a you know a good a good game for us to, to kind of see where we're at and as far as our young players, but they they play a, you know a good hard brand of hockey and uh, uh, you can see with the amount of shots that they put up, they, they overwhelmed yeah. us at times. We hung in there, but uh, uh, and we finished our opportunities early, I fell apart late, but. Uh, uh, we were close against them and a lot closer than the score indicated.
1: No, and you had, we had, uh, we had Connor Ingram on the show the other day. We just wanted to get him on and talk some talk about his career and his path and how he got here. We talked to you last week about, you know, finding these guys and developing these guys. And, and even on the broadcast last, not last night, uh, in between periods, I had Corey Schwab on to talk about, you know, the goaltending. But Veggie last night, 52 shots faced. It's just incredible. But that yeah. run, I mean, th- that run that you guys had, the, the last five games for each of those guys, you know, Veggie three zero and 1 with a great save percentage and a shutout, and Connor two zero and 3 with an even better save percentage and a shutout. You that's the yeah. best stretch of goaltending, and you've had good goaltending here. That's a good as good a stretch yeah. of goaltending as you guys have had in a 10 game span in a while,
2: yeah. And, and, and I think you know, your players they, they know that when they go on the ice, like, hey, Ingi's in that or Veggie's in that, and Hey, we got a chance, you know. We got a chance. They're going to come up with the big saves, and uh, I, I think you know your goaltending. I mean, listen, goaltending is only ten percent. Unless you don't have it, then it's a hundred percent. I mean, most nights with the Yotes right now, we've got great goaltending, so um, that, that's been the strong pull, uh, you know, stronghold of our season so far. And uh, um, I, you know, I think our goaltending coach, of course, Rob does a great job in helping. Uh, developed their goal our, our goaltenders and uh, it's been there's nothing better than good goaltending.
1: How do you feel when you look you look at some of the rookies around the league and I was looking at the assists by rookies and your guy, Matthias Michelli's number one. I mean, I had a goal last night. It was nice to see him get a goal. He doesn't put a lot of pucks in the net, but man, he's such yeah. a smooth passer. He keeps the puck on the ice. He delivers it, delivers it in really good spots, which it was hard to do, not the easiest thing to do, but you know, he's ahead of Addison and Profetti and Beneers and McTavish. You look at the job he's done, and we were just talking about the Calgary yeah. rookies, but how excited are you about what he's been able to bring to this team?
2: Well, he's like the magic man out there. He makes something happen out of nothing. And uh, like you said, he's he's an unbelievable playmaker. Uh, I think goaltenders are starting to cheat on him a little bit. where they're, They know when he's coming on the two-on-one that he's looking for that pass. And they start to cheat. And, and now he's starting to use his shot a little bit. And I think if he can work that in, he can be a very dynamic player. Um, I the one thing that, you know, you talk about the goaltenders on this stretch that you go on and, and what an impact they had. But it also, you know, Michelli coming back into our lineup at this time, he was also a big impact on this just because of the simple fact that now he gives us a second line with did, Kraus, and himself. Um, you know, and, and, and now you come back with Keller, it gives Keller's line a little bit more room too. So we really missed it when he was out. He's been a dynamic young player for us. And he's, he is an exciting player to watch on that ice.
1: Yeah, and I think it just goes to just prove another point. I mean, the more Italians that you can get on your team, just the better <laughs> off you are. I mean, the better chance you're going to have to win games.
2: I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. You know, we'll have to start drafting the Rico Fattas out of uh, Woodbridge and uh Dino Cicerelli... Don't forget yeah, about Dino.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you, they sure. may say that that, that Michelle is like born in Finland. That I've been to Finland. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful country. But his yeah. his his grandparents they're they're Italian. He he is an Italian kid, even though he was born in Finland. So sure.
2: there's the moral. I've of the never story. heard of that before. But you are right. It is true. He's an Italian kid. He's he's an, he's an <laughs> that's right. He's an
1: Italian kid. He's a, the more of them, the yeah. better. All right. Let's let's sure. let's talk about the uh, the trade that you just made you acquire another I think you're gonna own the draft for the next like 10 years with what you've been able to do I've given you a lot of credit for the assets that you've been able to uh, uh, to acquire uh, for, for this team going forward and that's really what you have to do but you end up yeah. you end up making a trade with Vegas you take on Weber's contract which isn't that much but you know you the, the, the cap hit you guys take you get a fifth round pick back and then you move on from from Dyson Mayo tell me what 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 was the biggest part of it for year was it just acquiring another draft pick
2: well it, it had all components in it you know obviously we we had some guys that we added late like Nemeth and Stetcher um, to the defense and then you know and we also picked up Ella Mackey, who's been one of our bestie and what had happened was you know it's you know unfortunate enough that Dyson just couldn't get traction Dyson Mayo couldn't get traction in our lineup and he was playing in the American League uh, on a one-way contract. So um, we had the ability inside this deal to move them on to Vegas through that, acquire uh, a, a draft pick for this year's draft. Um, but also it, it helps us out in, you know, I call it the leverage world where, you know, when when you're rebuilding and you're going through it and you're taking out bad contracts, at times you don't know where you're going to be if you're going to get to the cap floor. So what this does is allow us to get to the cap floor and, you know, if, depending on what's available in bad contracts, we're not in a panic in the summer and nobody can come and leverage us. Uh, to take a, a deal we don't want to do we control our own fate with this contract Well,
1: no, you guys have done a good listen I mean you, you know you guys don't have Chikrin if it's not for Pavel Datsyuk and then you know the Pronger deal yeah. and it, but even with you you've got you know Brian Little you've got Andrew Ladd now you've got Weber so I mean we understand it. I mean until this, this, this organization gets a new arena and the finances are better this yeah. is the game that you guys have to play you've played it very well but again I mean just you, you, you take on this contract and the salary cap helps you get to the floor and you add a fifth round pick doesn't seem like it's uh that it seems like it's an easy decision to make for you guys.
2: Well, well, it is. I mean, there, there's part of the, you know, for us, the, the way that we have to maneuver um, where we are as an organization with the draft picks that we can take on. Um, and then with our cap situation, this is a no-brainer for the deal yeah. uh, for us. It's a, it's a win-win on both sides. Even for Vegas, they win and, and we win. Um, so it gets us where we need to get to. And, and like I said, you know, you don't want to get leveraged in this league behind the scenes. Um, and this gives us a chance to know where we're going to be and be able to get to the cap floor um, and, and not panic about it no matter what, uh, how our summer uh, proceeds to go.
1: You know, every time I see, uh, you know, Daryl Sutter, I think about how, just that incredible family and all the players, you know, that they have. Because, look, as an Islander fan, they had, I don't know if you remember, but they, they had two of those Sutter brothers on the Islanders when they won a couple of those. Oh, when yeah. They won the four cups in a row. Brent was an unbelievable and Dwayne wasn't that bad, but Brent was incredible. But man, six brothers that all made it to the NHL Great. from one family is absolutely insane. So every time I see you guys play them and I see him there and coaching his team, I just I keep thinking back to the, you know, the glory days of my team when they won those Cups with two of those brothers.
2: Yeah, and I get to work with Brian Sutter a little bit. He was the head coach of Boston when I was in that organization as a player, and I remember he's called me up, and it was going to be a tough game in Philly. Uh, they had Dan Kordick and a couple of the other boys running around the night before, so I, I knew why I was getting called up. It wasn't too... Uh, to score goals that, that evening, and uh, so we go in there, and I ended up fighting Corder, and uh, <laughs> I thought I got the best of him in, in the fight. And I, you know, I went back into the dressing room, and he came in between periods, and he hit me harder than Corder. He was so excited that I fought him, and so excited how I well I did. I took more punches from Sutter uh, in, the, in, in, in between periods, and getting on the bus, getting on the plane, and then leaving the plane. And Corder actually hit me with. Uh, he was so excited, but yeah, he was uh, the center family, tough family, and uh, legend uh, and Viking, Alberta, I think, where they're from. Oh, that's great. That's a great story.
1: I'm going to remember that one for a while. All right, Bill, listen, I know you got to work the phones. I appreciate you uh, joining us. That was an incredible nine-game point streak that you guys had that came to an end last night. Keep up the great work. We'll talk next week. Thanks, guys. You got guy, That's uh, Bill Armstrong, the GM of your Arizona Coyotes. All right, Kellen Olsen's going to join us in studio, so we'll talk with him a little bit later on in the program. But coming up next, Monty Asenfort. will get you his thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins. He was on Newsmakers Week. That's next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader
2: and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona
1: Sports, the local sports leader. Some news before we talk about what the new GM of the Cardinals said on Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata right here on Arizona Sports. Former ASU defensive line coach Robert Rodriguez, he's staying in the state. He's becoming the Cardinals' outside linebacker coach. So that, I believe, is they've got two... Howard, they got two coaches from Florida, and now one from ASU. So really dipping into the college ranks for some of their coaching staff.
3: Yeah, and of course, Rodriguez, before coming to ASU, was with the Vikings, and that's where there was a relationship, of course, uh, with Jonathan Gannon. So, and 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 another, he, he's going to be one of the old man, one of the old men on the staff, Campo, uh, because he's forty-one years old. I mean boy oh my goodness oh goodness man I don't know how they can get you know how they can bring guys in that old on on this staff but uh, it's pretty 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 funny but yeah uh, good coach and every I know everyone liked him and Arizona State, and those guys from Florida you mentioned. So little by little, the, the staff is being completed. Uh, 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 Jonathan Gannon had said, I think, yesterday that none of the other ones, none of the rest of the staff will be officially announced until it's all said and done. But he did intimate yesterday that uh, some of the... Uh, now, some of the guys currently on the staff uh, might remain, so l- it remains to be seen who that might be. Yeah. And, and the other thing I think that's really intriguing is the one quote he made I references earlier that he talked about – he plans to have some major, major experience on the staff. Right, we started to think Mike could
1: be Munchak, could be Mike Zimmer, Zimmer so we'll yeah. see if he gets one of those right. guys. Alright,
3: we had Monty Fort
1: on the uh, Newsmakers Week. I want to get to some of these comments. I'm going to go rapid fire here. There's a few things that he said I want to get some quick reactions to, so let's start off with Monty Fort on his conversation with DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Yeah, I had a great talk with D Hop a couple of weeks ago. It was great. You know, I just kind of explained to him what what my philosophy was, kind of the same things that I've told you. Uh, it was a great conversation. Um, you know, again, like, hop has been a great player in this league for a long time. Uh, I'm excited to work with him, and you know, I think any roster decisions of that, we're in the very early stages right now, but you know, I would say I, from afar, I've had to compete against um, again, not me personally, but I've been on teams that have had to compete against Hop, and I know what a problem he, and a stress that he puts on defenses. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm excited to have D hop on the team and really as it goes for, whether it pertains to D hop situation or anybody's situation, we're going to, we're in the stages of evaluating that. Um, But you know, I'm, I'm excited that D hop is on the team with me right now,
1: right now. I'm I'm excited he's on the team with me right now look obviously if they get a great trade offer it would be you know to me prudent for them to move on older player you're in a rebuilding mode get off the contract you've got a Hollywood Brown decision to make so I think they'll look I expect that they're going to explore that uh, being able to trade DeAndre Hopkins
3: I I would think they definitely will explore it at the combine is next week all the GMs are there and that's when a lot of the beginning discussion uh, starts but let's remember this Gamble I mean you know he he said it's early stage of evaluation, but it's coming up soon. The new league year starts three weeks from today.
1: Yeah, they've got March, yep, they're gonna have to. They're going to have to make a decision on what they're, they're going to do quickly, but they don't have to make it today. All right. Ronnie right. Ford. is an interesting one, Howard. His approach to the quarterback situation.
0: Tyler's been in the building the last two weeks. The first priority for, for us is getting Tyler healthy, um, and that's you know getting him in a place where he's ready to go and do the things that that we've all seen him do before. As it, it pertains to adding other p- pieces to the roster, that's something that we're going to evaluate. You know, Colt uh, Colt McCoy's here; he's been working hard; he's going to be ready to go this spring. Um, and, you know, and we're going to evaluate the, quarter, the quarterback position and really every position on the team.
1: Uh, Howard Balls is joining uh, joining me on the show today with Burnsy out, and you know you've covered the NFL for a long time. You know the situation the way it is right now. It's very likely they're going to have to go get themselves another quarterback.
3: Yeah, no, no doubt. And, you know, it's interesting. He said that uh, Colt McCoy should be ready by the spring. Michael Bidwell said uh, yesterday, I think it was, that he might not be available for the off season because of uh, some it, 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 uh, injury issue. Jonathan Gannon said today that it's just a minor procedure, so we'll see what what, what that means. He's under contract, but it's only one year left on his deal. Could they be interested? There's a lot of, you know, chatter, especially with Drew Petzing uh, coming who coached, Jacoby Brissett uh, last season. I love that name. Yep, in Cleveland, and and a guy that has nice size uh, could be a good good fill in guy. (laughs) This is a guy you can also. Hey, how about this one? How about having a quarterback sneak on your offensive uh, your offensive playbook? But yeah, but I I would think there's going to be at at least one new face added. A lot depends on will Will Colt McCoy be back, and and then what happens with the other guys that were here at the end of last year, David Blau and Trace McSorley. So they've obviously got some decisions to make at that position. I was very envious watching the Super Bowl every time they needed
1: one yard, how easy it was for the yeah. Eagles to have Hurts just get the one yard. And like, yeah, that doesn't happen here in Arizona. So, you know, it would be nice if you have that option where you have a quarterback that can actually, you because know, every time they needed a yard, it was like taking
3: candy from a baby. I mean, it was easy for them to get that yard with that quarterback snake. No no question about it. Now, I'm wondering, especially with that whole rugby scrum deal, I'm curious if the competition committee is starting to get together uh, for the league meetings that will actually also be here in Arizona at the end of March. And I'm wondering if that – that rule might be on the agenda in terms of uh, whether people think that that should you know, continue being legal with getting all those that push from behind. But yeah, when you have that, along with a guy with nice size at quarterback, it's almost impossible to stop.
1: Uh, that's Howard Balzer. He's joining us on the program today from his home. Burnsy is out today, tomorrow and Monday. His son's getting married. Maddie, have you subscribed to the Burns and Gambo Show podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. You'll never miss any of the shows. It's the burns and gambo show brought to you by carol royce your home sold guaranteed that's right get a higher price selling your home get guaranteed offers go to higherprice.com that's higherprice.com we're going to talk a little sons basketball kellen Olson, as he does every week will join us in studio talk some sons hoops next on arizona sports the local sports leader arizona
3: sports the local sports leader
1: Suns Insider Kellen Olson joins Burns and Gambo to talk Phoenix Suns basketball.
4: Hey Kevin, uh, Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, Oh yeah, can you say it again? I'm Kellen. Welcome to the Valley. Nice to meet you.
3: Courtside with Kellen, brought to you by Southwest Gas. Committed to
4: exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. What'd you say? Oh my god. My anxiety's back all over again. What? That's not how it happened, by the way, but the way they edited it together, JV, he does a masterful job. That was so good. Yeah. Kellen Olsen's going to join oh. us right now. We'll talk a who? We'll talk a little uh,
1: Suns basketball. I had Terrence Ross on the show just a short time ago. Great guy. Great guy. Terrific interview. Talked about the, the decision to come here over Dallas, whether he's thinking about the future or just these next couple of months. So we talked about you know his days at Washington with the Huskies in the Pac-10 and the guys he played with. He was on it. Isaiah Thomas was on on one of those
4: teams um, that first game against the Clippers I mean he wasn't shy about shooting the basketball that's for sure no they, they and they've needed someone like that Gambo for a while now I think the the delicate balance has always been finding someone who can do it within what the Suns do because it's pretty uncharacteristic of any player and, and that includes Devin Booker that includes Chris Paul being that type of guy who takes those types of shots where you're like okay that was a bit audacious but you need guys like that I Kevin Durant brought it back into the stratosphere a bit when he brought up that 48 win team. But you remember Gerald Green on that team? All he took was bad shots, but they went in. Yeah. It didn't matter because they went in, and he was great on that team. And I think Terrence Ross is going to be exactly what they need. Game Boy, I don't know how you feel about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ended games for them. I don't think he'll start them. But if he's got the certain juice going, like he's hit it like five or six threes and he's having a good night, yeah, put him in the corner and dare teams to play off him. I'm not a big believer in the
1: buyout market. I mean, you look at a reason why teams are getting rid of players, right? So I'm not a big believer that you're going to get. There's never been, to my knowledge, a guy that's been a, a prominent part of a championship team that they got from the bio market. So um, I'm not the biggest believer in it. You try to help yourself a little bit. Monty was very upset with his approach the other day and how many players he played. And I think the hard time I think we're all kind of having right now is you look at everybody and I don't know there's a lot of separation between almost all of their bench guys. You know, like there has been in previous years. Right. You had Cam Johnson coming off the bench you know or if they were gonna have jay this year like there was some separation but now you start you look at all of these players and you know damian lee and a and landale and bismack biombo and ish and now ross and campaign when he comes back and you know you start to look saban lee you start to look at all these guys like how is money gonna pair
4: this thing down when he wants to just go to nine players i, I think right now we can say Tory's going to be in there now. Is he going to be the starter or a Kogi? I'm, I'm not quite sure. I think Tory's in there. I think Campaign is obviously in there as the backup point guard, and I think a is in there. Certainly with how he's played recently, and he he might be the guy that starts. So now we are at seven guys. Tory, right there. Cam and a I agree with all of those three. Plus that, the that, big four. We're at seven. Yeah, plus the right. So we've got a backup center, but there might be series Gamble where they don't need to play a backup center, where they where they have Durant play the five for a bit. They might avoid that type of situation with Biombo or Landale, But in in a traditional everyday teams, rotation, If you're playing Dallas. Yeah, you, you might not need a backup. You know, I might not Clippers. Need you you won't. You Clippers. won't really need. Yeah.
1: And, you know they did add Plumlee. They you did. know they did add Plumlee. So, but that's the thing. And you may go depending on matchups too, right? You may feel that Biz is better suited for one matchup and Landell for another. You know, you know it's the crazy. one guy spaces the floor, and the other guy's more of a you
4: know shop locker and rebounder and guy around the basket. So two different type of players. What is absolutely insane about Kevin Durant is we're talking about this as a backup five. Gamble, you could have nights where maybe you don't play campaign because Kevin Durant's your back a point guard. Like he can, he can I do know. everything. He can do everything on the court. You just threw, you know what? When it, when, if guys would be in traps, you throw the ball at him.
1: Yeah. What his ability to shoot over everybody everybody's just absolutely incredible. But I am fascinated by the, the the rotations and how my now he's got twenty something games to kind of figure this out. Yes. You know, that's the good thing. So um but there's gonna be some good players that have helped the Phoenix Suns this year that are not gonna be part of this playoff rotation unless they're
4: in a game and it's a blowout one way or another and they make it some time. Damien Lee the heroics in the season opener? Are you kidding me? And how good he's been this year? Is important He's pro- like I don't think he's going to play in the playoffs. Like I, I don't think so. I don't Wait, think there's enough room. He, yeah, where does he play? Landry Shaman's making ten million dollars a year. He's one of their huge additions. Two years oh, ago, he's like, definitely I, not playing. I don't think he's playing. I don't think he's no. playing Gambo. But and, it, and look at the. And I said this to Bernsey yesterday. Look at the amount of minutes that
1: Kevin Durant plays in playoff games. Oh yeah. Forget about everybody else. Oh yeah. Look at Durant's minutes. He barely comes off the courts in playoff games. If it. Barely comes
4: off the court. If they're in an elimination game, he's not coming off the court. At all. He's not. The whole game. No. He's played 50 minutes in a playoff game. You know, 50 <laughs> he has. He's played over 50 minutes yeah. in a playoff game
1: with overtime. But there's a lot of those games where you look, you, you could look at plenty of games where he got three minutes of rest in a playoff game, and that's it. Yeah. That's all he got.
4: I'm, I'm really bummed out tomorrow is not the game that he's that he's going to be playing. He's, he's been ruled out. He's listed as out on the injury you wanted, the home, you wanted it to be the home game, didn't you? I wanted it to be a home game, but I just want everyone to, to see it. Because the way I've described it is in the same way DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Paul, when they got here, like when really, really great players get here from uh, people you don't see every day, you realize their greatness a lot more up close. And I'm even going to have that type of experience for Durant. But uh, a two-part series on ArizonaSports.com, I, I wrote a story earlier in the week about all the different ways they can use Use him offensively, like we were talking about. He can be Chris Paul, he can be Dem Booker, he can be Mikael Bridges, he can be DeAndre. But the part I'm going to be releasing later today is, is defensively, Gambo. Their power forward used to be a six five guy, Jay Crowder. Right now you got another seven footer who protects the rim. Kevin Durant blocks a shot and a half a game. Gambo, his length is incredible, yeah. and, it, and and you like you he, he shoots over everybody.
1: Now he is coming off of an injury. You know, and they've got to monitor that and they've got to be careful. And Chris has been injured and Booker's been injured. So, you know, that's the one thing everybody says. Well, I like the Suns if they're healthy. Well, we don't know if they're going to be healthy or not. So that's their job to get these guys to that finish line. I counted four back to backs. Yeah, I think you've got to take the Steve Kerr approach here. I think you've got to take the Steve Kerr approach and I'm not going to play my
4: guys today. They're not playing. And that's just and that's it. And we live with that. So we saw Campaign and Devin Booker both re aggravate their injuries. The timeline, fortunately, lined up for them. But look out in New Orleans right now. Zion re aggravates his hamstring, and now it doesn't even seem like we know if he's going to be back for the start of the playoffs. Like they're saying multiple weeks, quote unquote. Is that two weeks? Is that four weeks? If that's six weeks, that's the playoffs right there. That's the start of the playoffs. And if you have any sort of re aggravation for anything at this point in the season, you're looking at it costing playoff games probably. So they have to be as cautious as possible. I know everyone is really excited this year. I know a lot. Of people bought. I had friends who texted me like, Uh. oh, "I'm looking at it. It's like 250 for a seat. It's up there, but I'd be there for Kevin. Is he going to play? You're getting the same text I'm getting. And I'm like,
1: "Ah, I got a message. I got a message today. Hey there, I've got uh, floor tickets tomorrow for the Suns with a buddy of mine. You know if Kevin Durant is playing? (laughs) I bought these tickets for 3500. They went all the way up to 10,000, and I bet they're going to plummet again. So I got a message from somebody yeah that they they got these tickets and thinking like, is Durant going to? Playing like not
4: tomorrow. And me, me, the basketball junkie, I am I'm like, well, like Shakers Alexander playing, he's really good. And they're like, I don't care about Shakers Alexander. I want to see Kevin Durant, and I'm like, ah, that's fair, that's fair enough. But he's not going to be playing tomorrow. It looks like the next OKC game, which is a week from Wednesday. A, Gambo, a, that's the next home game is what we're looking at for the next home game. When you get your first in person look at Kevin Durant, which I would encourage everyone. I'm sure you'll be there. I'm sure we're going to have a whole lot of people from the station that are going to be there alongside with me reporting on the game because getting to see him up close. He was one of the, when I first started. Reporting on the league like five six years ago and getting to go to these games, he was one of the first. Like getting to see him in person was such a huge deal for me. This Ish Wainwright decision, they didn't have to make it right away.
1: They obviously are kicking the tires on other guys. I talked to James yesterday about Kevin Love, and it did sound like you know Kevin Love made the decision to go to the Heat, but they were open to you know thinking about that. And then Bart, Will Barton just got bored, bought out. I would have to think that. Because there's no rush with Ish, you delay this as long as you can just to see if there's another option that, that opens up for you that you like better.
4: Yeah, and I was about to tweet this out. I've, ha- I've had one of those days where I haven't even had like the 60 seconds to tweet something out. But just for clarification, Ish Wainwright, his active games on an NBA roster, like those are out now as a two-way player. He was at practice today. He can continue to practice with the team, Can't play be around yet. the team, he can be inactive, but he cannot play in any games. That goes through the postseason. So if they just want to keep him around on that two-way deal, he can also go... Play for another G League team right now if they want him to stay live more like that. But they do have that open roster spot. I wrote a story last week about how I believe he deserves it in my opinion. But like you said, there's still some buyout stuff going on right now, so it's not surprising that they're waiting like a little bit here. He is a guy that would very unlikely be in a playoff rotation. I'm I'm not sure Gambo. He's been the second or third guy off the bench here for a month now. He's Uh, been the addition of
1: Terrence Ross and TJ. I I just don't know. Yeah, and TJ Warren. I. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if Ish would get minutes in a playoff rotation if, unless it's at the end of the game for a couple minutes here. Or there. I mean, he's done a nice job defensively. I like him. I think he deserves the
4: spot. But can you honestly sit there and say if Monty goes to a nine-man rotation, he's going to be one of the nine? And we know it's not a nine-man. We just mentioned like if it's game six or seven, you're playing seven guys. Maybe eight. Maybe eight. Because he's yeah. not coming off the floor. No, the only way you play Monty. Play playing 40-plus. Yeah,
1: If you're beating somebody by 30, you those guys are going to play. You're yeah. going to empty the bench and those guys are going to get an opportunity to play. But that's what I am curious to see what they're gonna to do with Ish because you're right they can keep him around and he can practice he can be part of the team if they win a championship he gets a ring all of that stuff with and still have that roster spot open in case you want to do something else and you know maybe that's it maybe maybe you're fearful of injuries and you want to keep the roster spot open because if an injury occurs you want to be able to replace that guy so I mean it, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a lot of strategy involved in this decision and it's not just oh we like Ish and we want to reward him and we're just going to give him the deal. They would love to reward him, but they've got to think about the long term and whether it's more worth it to keep that roster spot open.
4: Great problems for them to have right now. Absolutely. All right, Call I always appreciate you coming in, spending
1: a little time talking some Suns basketball with us. Thank, Thank you, sir. my friend. All right. The D-backs, their, uh, their grades are in on the offseason, and Tori Lavello was on Newsmakers Week. We'll talk about what he said about their closer role. That's next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Alright, welcome back to the show. Howard Balls are filling in for Bernsey, who's off today and tomorrow and Monday. His son's getting
3: Married. Married. Ooh. How about
1: that? Yes. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, exciting time for the, for the Burns family, for him and Carissa and their the daughter Sam. The Jake is getting married, so I'll be, at the, uh, I'll be at that wedding on Saturday. All right. A lot of stuff to come on the program. We'll have a great 4 o'clock reset for you. But let's talk a little
3: D-backs baseball. Howard, I don't even know. Are you a, are you a baseball fan? Of course. Of okay. course. I'm a, I'm, a sp- I'm a fan of it all. There's uh, no, no doubt about baseball's it. Baseball's my favorite. I, I, I don't shy away from it. Baseball is my favorite sport. That was my first love, certainly. What team? Uh, growing up. Well, I mean, in terms of, uh, it was the, the Phillies. I actually grew up back in the East Coast. But Steve Carlton. Was, uh, oh, my goodness. There was even before that. Oh, before Steve Carlton. I mean, oh, goodness gracious. I, was, I, I experienced the collapse of 1964 when they had the pennant won and had a six-and-a-half-game lead with 12 games to play and lost 10 games in a row and didn't win the pennant that's when there's no wild cards there was no runner ups you just won your league and that was it so but yeah the steve carlton i'll be 19th. i'll be impressed cuz i know this
1: because i'm a baseball junkie
3: i'll be
1: impressed if you knew if you know the player they gave up to get steve carlton
3: i do know. oh the 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 phillies gave up he to get he was a steve right-handed carlton.
1: pitcher Yep, they got carlton yeah they yeah Carlton came from the, from the
3: Cardinals to the Phillies. Yep. Yeah, I do. You know, I, I remember who it's the a Cardinals... Brand, it's a brand of potato chips. A brand of potato chips. Yeah. I should know this. I should know this. All All right, know I know you I, say I'm going to let it slide. Rick okay, Wise. It, Rick Wise. Rick of Wise. Of course. Who was a good hitting pitcher. Yeah. A good hitting pitcher. I do remember when the Cardinals uh, traded uh, Ernie Brolio for Lou Brock. So, Ooh. but anyway, yeah. How Man, about that? How about that? And, I, and actually, my first glove as a youngster playing little league was an Ernie Brolio model. For some reason, that's pretty crazy in itself. How about but, that? You're going way back. Yeah, see, way, see way, my way my, back. my claim
1: to fame is I could still re, I could still name all four of the players that Tom Seaver was mm-hmm. traded for when the Mets sent them to Cincinnati. Doug Flynn, Steve Henderson, Dan Norman, Pat Zachary. Why I still know that, I don't know. But all right, let's talk some Let's talk some baseball here. Tori Lovello, the skipper, was on uh, Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata, and he talked about something very near and dear to my heart, the rule changes benefiting the team.
0: These rule changes um, are going to, you know, they're trying to create a little bit of offensive excitement, like a little bit of stolen base excitement, and that fits right into our game plan. Yes. That's who we are. We're good hitters, and we're fast athletes that get around the bases as fast as anybody. So it should, you know, like I said, it fell into our lap. So we're good already in that area, <laughs> but we want to enhance it by, by, um, by checking the rules and, and, and making, a, making it happen on a higher level at a little faster pace.
1: I'm excited for, you know, baseball. Mostly for me, it's just the ban on the shift. I think the shift has ruined baseball. I hope it never comes back. Good riddance. It was an ugly era of baseball. And it just, to me, it ruined it. It ruined left-handed hitters. You know, because left-handed hitters have always had an advantage in baseball because they could get down that line quicker. And now you put three
3: infielders where they hit the ball on that right side. And it just, it took away from left-handed hitters. No, there's there's no doubt uh, that it definitely did, and hitters weren't certainly able uh, to adjust to it. That's what you know the purists would say. Well, okay, just make them, make them pay for the shift, but that's easier said than done a lot of times. And I, I think it makes sense uh, what baseball is doing with that and some of the other rules. Some of them I think are a little gimmicky, like the whole extra inning deal and and, and all that. But I think it's it's all it's all done to just make the game more enjoyable to watch. Yeah,
1: I saw a number that. Last Last year, left-handed hitters had over four thousand fewer hits than they did in two thousand nine. A decline of twenty-one percent. They lost twenty-nine wow. points off their batting average. Batting averages went from two sixty-five to two thirty-six. Twenty-two points off when with balls put in play. Because and they, but they did hit home runs at a higher rate. What they did is they said, "Listen, hit a home run, or you're not gonna you're not gonna hit anything because we're gonna take any base hit away from you unless it's off the wall or over the fence."
3: Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, No, no question about it. So that's, that, that's going to be interesting to see the way this all uh, plays out, how much it does benefit uh, some teams. You're just going to have to play it straight. Obviously, it's certainly good uh, for the hitters. Hopefully, yeah. we'll inject some offense uh, into the game. And I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm really curious to see how this Diamondbacks team is going to come out of the gate. Obviously, they were a much better team last year than they were the year before. And now we'll see if they can uh, continue that with a lot of the really good young players that they have, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the future, and I think the future started
1: uh, you know about the midway point of last year when they started to give all these you know kids an opportunity, especially when they called up uh, Corbin Carroll. But there is a lot of talent here, and everybody talks about the player talent, you know, the the position talent, but I'm telling you, there's some really good pitching talent for this team as well. And you've got you got Jameson, you got Nelson, but watch out for Brandon Fat. A lot of people that I speak with feel that he's going to be the best of the group. He's 24 years old. He probably won't start with the big league team, but he's a guy that they think could be better than all of their dyna, you know dynamic young pitchers that they have. Look, they got to move on from this Madison Bumgarner situation. That that backfired on him. It didn't work. They spent a lot of money on him and he hasn't really panned out. Um, but I love Merrill Kelly. I like Gallon. I like the young pitchers that they have. If the pitching holds up, I think that they could push for a p- possible wild card
3: spot this year. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible, and it's, it's going to be very interesting with Gallon to see after that great stretch uh, that he had last season. Let's see how he starts the season. Can he put an entire uh, season together? Obviously, you're not going to do what he did for an entire season, but the confidence that he now has in his game, you hope will really, you know, really manifest itself right from the beginning of the season. And if he if he can do that and be that, he'd be that guy that he showed he was capable of being, then that's. That's just a huge, huge uh, guy to have in that, in that pitching rotation. All right,
1: here's one more I wanted to play. Tori Lavello talking about the bullpen situation because that was a disaster for them last year. It's, it's a very fluid
0: situation. That's the word I use with, with, uh, with the group here on day one. I don't know what that answer is. And um, Look, I, I, you, you guys have traditionally seen me um, name a closer before spring training ends. Uh, that's not going to be the case. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find the right guy in the right inning to get the right outs.
1: The 35th Mm. annual Arizona Renaissance Festival has begun. The Renaissance Festival lasts each weekend until April 3rd, and we're giving you the chance to win a family four-pack of tickets. Just visit the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win. The 4 o'clock reset will get you caught up on all the latest happenings in sports right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.